0: Comics, movies, music, video games, technology,
1: Blu-ray, television. This
0: is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No Facebook, no Twitter, no smartphones, no podcasts
2: podcast episode 47 our recap of the first half of season two uh this is brad i'm joined by jordan and john how you guys guys doing tonight
3: very well very strange it's it's sunday night we usually record on monday because the show is on sunday and there's no show to watch tonight
2: i know it's it's really odd right about this time i'm winding down what i'm what i've been doing i'm i'm getting my my blanket you know, to cover up my legs. It's cold here in Texas now. I'm getting my beverage. I'm turning the TV on. I'm watching the last ten minutes of the previous episode. But I'm not doing that tonight. What are you doing tonight, Jordan? Uh, well, I'm wondering what's cold for you in Texas. Actually, there's a a sleet and snow warning for tonight here in Texas. Oh, really?
1: Because it's I thought it was cold here, but it's 45, so we ain't, we're not getting any slower snow or sleep.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's been in the 30s the last couple nights. Wow. Yeah, but you're right, John. It is. Odd, not having a new show to watch.
3: This is when I usually start firing up the Twitter folk, getting them, you know, give them a little pep talk, get them ready to right. go. It's always Yo, a lot of fire fun. fire in a crowded theater. Yeah, yeah. Twitter's a lot of fun during the show. It's hard. Hey, to is it okay thinking.
2: to yell movie in a crowded firehouse? <laughs> Actually, I borrowed that joke from Steve Martin. So,
1: Who? No, I'm just kidding.
2: Credit where credit is due.
3: Fantastical. Bradley, let's get our sponsorship out of the way so we can start the fun.
2: Okay, this, this episode, as always, is sponsored by our good friends at dcbservice.com. This is where you can get your monthly comic book fix in and uh, save a lot of money at the same time. DCB Service is uh, just wonderful. We all use it on the show, or most of us do anyway. Um, we're going to save 40%, 45%, 50% on most of the books we order, sometimes more. Sometimes you got specials going on. Currently, uh, this month, uh, they have solicited the 93rd issue of Walking Dead, and uh, also there is a new printing of the Walking Dead compendium. You've heard us mention that several times. Uh, Both of those items are discounted at 40% off. I want to read the solicitation for Walking Dead number 93. It's very interesting. A Larger World Begins Here, and it's a really cool cover. If you guys haven't seen it, it's really cool. It kind of really makes you what's going on. It says, as we ramp up to the release of our monumental 100th issue, can you guys believe it's almost 100 issues for this book? That's pretty crazy. Like, 100 issues is about eight years. Has it
1: really been that long? I think it's actually been longer because there's been several months where they've missed.
2: Oh, That's true. That's true. This says, as we ramp up to our monumental 100th issue, the world is changing. Rick and his band of survivors are faced with new threats and new opportunities. Nothing will ever be the same, and with this book, you know we mean it. I'm going to send you guys the cover to this book. It's pretty awesome. Anyway, the guys. The weird thing to... to think, Brad, is that I was six when this series first came out. Oh, good Lord. Are no, you I'm sure? With you. No. no. I'm just... <laughs> uh, I, I, Yeah. Thank you. I almost had a heart attack. Uh, <laughs> So again, visit dcbservice.com for all your Walking Dead comic book and trade paperback and hardcover and uh, zombie killer size book needs. Uh, use the code WD8 for an extra eight percent off. If this is your first time to order from DCB Service, or if you haven't done it in the last twelve months, they're good people, and uh, I'm glad to be. Uh, we're glad to be associated with them.
3: Yeah, and a lot of people, uh, especially on the Facebook group, have mentioned that they've tried it and they're very happy, and now there are a bunch of people saying they're getting the compendium and stuff. So that's really cool. So let us know. uh, know, If you order for the first time and you use the code and stuff, let us know how it goes for sure. And one thing I do want to mention, a little bit of comic book stuff. Uh, I think issue number 92 could be of interest to people that watch the TV show. Jordan I think pointed out to me first or maybe it was Brad that pointed out to me first I think It was Brad
2: It was me um yeah I don't I don't know how much we should say I mean it's pure speculation there is absolutely no evidence that this could be the person we've all been waiting for to show up in the comic again pure speculation but my eyebrow was raised nonetheless
3: Yeah I mean we can go as far as saying that at the end of issue 91 A figure is watching the group with binoculars, and he's totally on purpose covered up, you know, with a scarf over his face and a hat and a big jacket, so you can't get any read on what this person might look like. But, you know, we're we're putting two and two together. We know that Robert Kirkman has said that certain characters from the show may show up in the comic book. So, if you have any interest in this sort of thing, you might want to check out issue 91, more so 92, we're thinking. Alrighty, Jordan, you have a little something special to let the people know about today.
2: Indeed I do. Do you guys like Cowboys?
3: Not the ones from Dallas that lose hey, to the— Hey, bite your uh, tongue.
2: You know my boys lost tonight. Do you guys like actual Cowboys?
3: Uh, Sure. Only
2: if they look like Harrison Ford and
1: okay. Daniel Craig. Are you a fan of Aliens by any chance?
3: That, Big I, time. I like Aliens a lot, yes.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. are— our friends over at MediaJunkyard.com, that's the Media Junkyard podcast, who uh, I went to go see the Spider-Man musical with them. they have Some of them have been on our show before. I've been on their show before. Great guys, great show. They have hooked us up with a contest, and I think we're going to turn it over to Chris from Media Junkyard right now.
4: Please pardon this podcast interruption, but I have a special announcement and a contest opportunity for you, the fine listeners of this program. Daniel Craig and Harrison Ford star in Cowboys and Aliens the action-packed sci-fi western from the director of Iron Man, now available on DVD and extended edition Blu-ray combo pack. The Stranger, with no memory of his past, leads an unlikely posse of cowboys, outlaws, and Apache warriors against a common enemy from beyond this world. In the film critics call wickedly original, unlike anything you've ever seen. Take home the DVD and extended edition Blu-ray combo pack today. Only from Universal Studios Home Entertainment, rated PG-13, extended edition, not rated. This film is now in stores, but we're giving you the chance for it to be in your hand. Uh, It's easy to enter this Twitter contest for your chance to win a free copy of this film. Uh, Free 99, boys and girls. All you have to do is send out a tweet mentioning your favorite famous cowboys or aliens using the hashtag MyFavoriteCowboysAndAliens, spelled out A-N-D. For example, you could say, a classic, but still the best, E.T. is my favorite cowboys and aliens, A-N-T. Once again, all you have to do is send out a tweet mentioning your favorite famous cowboy or aliens, and use the hashtag, my favorite cowboys and aliens, for your chance to win a free copy of this film.
1: Okay, thank you, Chris, for that. Uh, Everybody, be sure to enter. That's a really cool contest and really easy to enter. Yep, we
3: like those guys. Good people. Good show.
1: All right, on to the Walking Dead talk, I
3: think. Yeah, I think Mayhem. we're going to do—we have a, we have an issue that we're going to address, and we're going to mix it in with some iTunes reviews that we've received, and we're just going to breeze through and sort of thank the people that left some new reviews for us, and uh, then we're going to yell at somebody. Brad, what do you think? Uh,
2: let's see. We got several iTunes reviews, uh, you know, pulling the curtain back. They were solicited. We asked for them, but— uh, We appreciate them. It's nothing new. We ask for iTunes reviews all the time. Yes,
3: and we should state that no one ever asks for a five-star review. We tell them, just please review the show because
2: it it helps. As evidenced by something we'll mention here in a second. Uh, But we got uh, one from Aquaboy, 1976, Susan Terrell, Michelle Peoples, Ray99, Eighty-eight Mustang, Mick Vixen, Christine Nakamoto, who is our friend Fake 6 Sixpack, and Nachote. N- I like that name, but I'm not sure I'm I'm pronouncing it right. But in fact, that may be one that we've um that we've mentioned before. But the one we wanted to bring up was a, a one star review. Um, actually, apparently it's been it was a follow up review by this person who has left uh, one before. Uh, he goes by the handle Elijah's iPod. And he has a beef with us. Should I, should I read the review itself?
1: Sure. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you read it in full
2: before okay. we discuss it? Update. This was by far my favorite podcast for The Walking Dead TV show, and I've left a positive review in the past. Read below in parentheses. Quickly, that says, great podcast, spoiler-free, very detailed and insightful, awesome interviews, and that New York Comic-Con panel was amazing. Thanks. He goes on and says, now I've only seen the TV show and have appreciated the light comparisons to the comic without spoilers up until now exclamation point. The repeated mention of Shane's upcoming death, especially in the pretty much dead already episode without any mention of spoiler alert, just about killed my interest in this show. I'd rather not listen. And he means our podcast. I'd rather not listen at all. If the conversation is going to gear around speculation, referenced around a spoiler event. Having said that, I'll listen to the next podcast to see if this issue has been addressed and corrected. Well, guess what, Elijah? We're addressing it right now. Whether it's going to be corrected or not, that'll be up to you to decide. Um,
3: I feel like I should have a disclaimer ready to be told yeah before.
2: Views of Brad Milo do not necessarily.
1: (laughs) No, we're we're on board with Brad.
3: So you you go ahead, Brad, and then uh, I think we'll all have a little something to add.
2: Yeah, um, that was not the first time that we had spoken about Shane's death in the comics. We talked about it a few episodes in the past and made a huge big deal about it being a spoiler, and it was not something. Uh, In fact, it was me that brought it up. It was not something I did lightly. And the only reason I did bring it up is because Robert Kirkman himself, the creator of this thing we love so much, mentioned it, and it was out there for the public to see. Uh, Just because you hadn't seen it or heard it, you know, it doesn't mean that it didn't exist. So I personally am sorry that I may have spoiled your enjoyment of our show. But having said that, you need to practice what you preach, because if you're upset about Us spoiling something, and then you do it in a iTunes review, you know, where everybody can see it. Am I thinking wrong here, John?
3: No, that if that's probably what bothered me the most. I mean, he's telling us what such a big deal it is to to give up that spoiler, and then he lays the spoiler out on iTunes, which uh, you know could possibly have quote ruined it. For other people. But you know what? That's kind of nitpicking or, or maybe missing the point because it's really not a spoiler. Like you said, Brad, because it's been out there. Robert Kirkman openly talks about it. And the point constantly. Right. And the point of talking about it is, you know, how the show is completely different. There's no way that Shane's death is going to be the same as in the comic anymore. It can't it can't be that. Even if it happens the same way. Which we will not ever spoil because that is the spoiler. Right, that That is the spoiler. Right. When did he die in the comic? Is it issue five or six? Issue six. Okay. Issue
2: six at the very end of the first trade.
3: Right. So they don't even break camp
2: at issue six. I mean, not at all.
3: They basically Rick shows up. He made it. Holy cow! And Shane's dead. Like in you know in the next couple.
2: Translate that to the show episodes. That would be what episode? Five at the latest, pretty much yeah. Because there's no CDC four, stuff in the book. Yeah, four or five. So we're talking first season,
3: right? And there's so uh, we've even argued that the show is now Shane's show. Yeah, so, it is a
2: completely different show than the common.
3: So the, it's really not a spoiler anymore. And again, l- listen, I I appreciate you leaving a review. I ap- appreciate you still listening, and, and I honestly hope we don't lose you. But in this case, I really can't. Uh, I can't apologize for a spoiler that we did warn everybody about, and it's not even a spoiler anymore.
1: It would just be impractical for us to say every single episode, here's a spoiler warning for something that isn't a spoiler for the show, because like you guys have said, it did not happen that way. And we don't know that Shane will die in the show ever, quite frankly, let alone whether it'll happen the same way it happened in the book, let alone the fact that we won't mention names, but there are other characters in the show that you're watching right now that are dead in the books at this point. You know, and we're not going to mention them because it's not important for the for the discussion of the show right now. But Shane's the fact that he is alive, it would be really difficult to discuss certain things, like in- incredibly difficult and needlessly so to discuss them about the show without mentioning the fact that this is completely brand new stuff. What a brand new dynamic that John Bernthal and the writers have brought with Shane being alive. It's it's just impractical. So, like the other guys have said. We're sorry if we've spoiled the fact that he's dead in the comics for you, but that doesn't spoil anything in the show. And if all you know that he's dead in the comics, again, nothing in the comics is spoiled either because that's not the spoiler. Trust us.
2: Right, exactly. And <clears throat> you know, here's the deal. We, we have, like you, Elijah, have absolutely no idea who's going to die next. We have absolutely no idea if Shane is going to live or die in the next episode we're in the same boat as you brother so we are just as excited to know what's coming up as you and again like john and jordan have both said shane dying is not the spoiler how it happens is the important part and i believe that we as a group would be remiss if we didn't point out the fact that at this point because shane is alive it's completely different there are familiar settings familiar characters familiar themes, familiar events, but it truly is an alternate version of the comic. So, you know, I felt like it was important to tell you guys that, just so you'll know just how special this show is. You know, if I sound melodramatic, that's just the way I am. Oh, and a spoiler alert, Elijah, when we're done recording tonight, I'm probably going to go take a leak right after this. (laughs) Uh, One note to our listeners in general, I mean, just so you guys know, we
1: really do agonize over not spoiling the listenership in general. I mean, there are parts in pretty much every episode where we'll have a five-minute discussion and then we'll talk about it afterwards and go, you know what, that went too far, and we cut it out, so we won't spoil you. We're very, very focused on keeping you guys as spoiler-free as we possibly can.
3: And in some instances, it's not as bad. Like, in terms of Andrea becoming a good shot and what was going on in the barn, you know, the the, uh, the resolution came quickly enough that it wasn't that big a deal. But imagine trying to keep all those cats in the bag if they continued those storylines. I mean, it, like like everybody's saying, it, it's impossible to hide Shane's because he's such a big part of the show. The other ones are a little more easy because they ended quickly, so we didn't have to hold it up for very long. But I don't want to lessen the, uh, the thanks for the other iTunes reviews we got. Uh, we kind of breezed through them to get to this issue, but... We appreciate all of them, and uh, and thanks to everyone.
2: Yeah, and and I don't want anybody, and you especially, Elijah, <clears throat> to think that I'm taking your concerns with a, a grant, you know, with a grain of salt or whatever. I'm not. You know, I, if I didn't watch, I'm sorry, if I didn't read the show, and I heard something like this on the on the podcast, I would be concerned that maybe the podcast I was listening to, those people have changed the way they're going to do the show, and are they going to start spoiling more? I get it. I understand your concern. But you can rest assured that uh, whatever big spoilers that we see coming because we're familiar with the comics, we are not gonna let them slip. We go through a severe editing process, you know, before we ever start recording and after we've recorded to make sure that we're very careful with all that stuff. So thank you for listening, and uh, please take anything that I say that might may sound snarky towards you as just a grant, you know, with a grain of salt.
3: So back to the fun Walking Dead stuff. I just, before we kind of wrap up uh, pretty much dead already and kind of talk about the first half of the season and let you know what's going to go on for the break and everything, there's one bit of news that I just wanted to touch on. The Rise of the Governor novel is going to be getting a deluxe hardcover sort of graphic novel treatment, which is really cool. It looks really nice. If you guys look on Amazon, it's up already. It's not going to be a full blown comic version of the story, but it's going to be a graphic novel in that there's going to be art added, and the art is going to be by either Charlie Adler or uh, the article Tony on the says Charlie Adler. Okay, great. So it's not going to be Tony Moore. It's going to be Charlie Adler, who's currently drawing The Walking Dead and has been since ch- when? When did uh, Tony Moore leave the book?
1: Issue seven. Is right where he started.
3: Right. So right after Shane died. <laughs> Charlie Adler took over the art, so he's been doing it forever. So uh Will that'll these, be will cool. these
2: be new art pieces that have to do with the story? Yes. I gotta okay. assume they have to
3: be,
1: right? Since
2: yeah. none of
3: this happened in the book? It looks like it's going to be um like every few pages of text there's going to be like a splash page of art.
2: Yeah, that that's a I wouldn't say common, but that's this isn't the first time, you know, that books like this have been you know, as far as in the genre of things that we enjoy, there was a, a really cool book uh, called uh, Aliens: colon, Tribes, and it was about you know different tribes of the alien creatures, and and they did it the same way. It was mostly prose, but then every once in a while there was some really cool Dave Dorman art. So this will be neat. I'm I'm looking forward to that. I haven't I haven't uh, I have the audio book, and I haven't listened to it yet. So now I'm wondering, hmm, maybe I shouldn't listen to it. Maybe I should read the deluxe version. So that's that's very cool.
3: I like that it's Adler because it sort of ties it into the comic world for me.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You absolutely. know, it makes because, it part you know, of the
3: universe because the art's the same and the yeah. zombies will yeah. look the same. And
2: now I loved Tony Moore's art, and, and when when I got that second trade, I was like, oh boy, what is this new artist? Uh, I'm not sure about this, but I, you know, at this point, honestly, I could not imagine going back to Tony Moore's art. It, it they have a different feel. They both work, but at this point. This is really Charlie Adler's universe, and uh, I'm I'm happy with it.
3: Very good. So we have a bunch of voicemails and emails that we want to uh, talk about the end of the first half of Season 2. So we're going to jump right into those. I'm going to start with our buddy, Daryl. Hey,
0: this is Daryl, and I'm calling uh, about The Walking Dead, well, this Season 2, which has really been kind of up and down with me. Like, I like the show for the most part, really love the comic, and I think because I love the comic so much, that kind of, you know, it, it kind of turns me from not enjoying the show as much, because I think Dale is a very weak character in the TV show, as opposed to the podcast, because he's so judgmental and nosy and... Instead of in the comic, he was much more, you know, he seemed much more intelligent and wise and encouraging and helpful. Um, and Glenn seems a little less watered. He seems a little bit more watered down in the TV show also than in the uh, than in the comic. And Andrea, I can't even stand her in the TV show, but I like to always enjoy her in the comic book. So I don't know. The season's been very kind of slow. And, and it seems like they wasted a lot of time on on scenes that they really that really didn't add to the story. But that's just my opinion. But I love the podcast. Listen to every episode. Uh, you know, you guys do a great job. So take
3: care later. All right, thanks, Daryl. Daryl is of the famous Daryl Taylor podcasting network. You can he's on like I lost track of all the shows that Daryl is on. It's yeah, like there's dry. like
2: 10 or 15, almost, seriously. I mean, it's crazy.
3: And it, it's all good stuff, so check out Daryl Taylor's podcasting network when you get a chance. Um, I, I agree on a couple of things. I agree that I don't know if I enjoy this show more because I'm so interested to see what they do with my comic characters that I love. Um, and I also agree that it was a bit uneven... Um, with ups and downs. The last two episodes definitely saved the first half of the season for me. I mean, I thought they were both excellent. But there were points in the middle where I was like, "Uh, I don't know. And I think we reflected that pretty well on the show.
2: I would say so. I mean, you know, thinking back, you know, I don't think we were all just completely enamored with each and every episode. You know, it was... There was a couple thing times when I was like, okay, let's let's keep it moving, and then you know, there was a couple that was just freaking awesome, like the last two episodes.
3: What? Do you, how do you feel about? Um, I don't I don't want to compare it too much to the comic version, but in general, how do you feel about Glenn and Dale or Glenn or Dale being sort of wishy washy and weak characters? I get what he's saying with Dale because of the whole Andrea whiny thing going on. Well. Thinking
2: back about, I, again, it's for Dale in the show. It's the Shane factor, you know. Shane is undermining Dale's confidence uh, in several areas, and I think it's that simple for Dale. You know, he's he's a little different character because Shane's around. Glenn, thinking back about him in the comics, he he had moments of self-doubt, and I don't know if wishy-washy is the is the right term, but I think honestly, out of Everybody on the show, Glenn's TV character is most similar to his comic character uh, as far as the way they think, act, talk, stuff like that. Um, I'm really happy with Glenn, which is funny because if you think back to our first uh, couple of episodes, you know, when we reviewed episode one, I was really unhappy with Steven Yoon's acting. But uh, he's really uh, come full circle in that. So. I'm really liking Glenn. I, I, I don't really have a problem with how he is portrayed because I think it's ex- extremely similar to the comic book.
1: One of the things that happens in TV is as the writers get used to the actors, they start to write to the actors' strengths as well. So if one of the actors' strengths is different or uh, you know maybe maybe they don't excel in one area as much as they do as another – the writing is going to reflect that and it's going to move to, hey, this actor does this really well or can't do this other thing quite as well. And maybe they just see more of a comedic potential in Glenn. And, you know, I think Stephen Yeun has done a great job in terms of those more self-doubt moments, those moments of of, the, of of humor that if he can do it really well, that's probably why they're writing it in there more than it was in the books where it's just, you know, a character being written by an author that isn't actually being portrayed by anyone.
3: And I think that's a really good point, especially with Glenn, because if you if you think about the first, I guess it was in Guts, maybe when he jumps into the sewer and he's very he's trying to be like very sure of himself, like, no, I can't have you guys slowing me down. I'm going alone. Like he tried to be like a very strong uh, he was a very strong character, I think they were trying for. But then, you know, now if you look at Glenn and I think this could go for a couple of characters, if you watch the whole 12 episodes, you know. Simultaneously, not simultaneously, back-to-back right now. That would um, be very difficult,
2: John. Yes. You'd, you don't watch, TVs, you'd have to have 12 copies of the Blu-ray. Right. You'd have to have 12 Blu-ray players. You'd be like the TVs. architect in yeah. the Matrix
3: with all the TVs running. So, And I guess my point is, like, you know, if you, I'm a, a big Seinfeld fan, right? So if you watch Seinfeld's on reruns, first season Kramer is way different than fourth season Kramer, who's way different from season nine Kramer. So, and that's just what happens, I think, naturally.
1: Agreed.
2: I can't think of any show where that doesn't happen.
3: Three's Company, Mr. Furley, was exactly the same. Okay, we're not going to go back. And, Andy Rooney
1: was the same way in all 400 episodes of 60 Minutes he was in. <laughs>
2: well, and Michael Douglas is the same character in every movie he's in, too, so True. I guess it does happen.
3: Here is one from TJ in Michigan.
2: Hey,
5: guys. It's TJ from Michigan. I had a real good theory on the midseason finale.
0: But I'm an idiot, and I just read all the spoilers for next week. So that's shot. Um, but anyway, I'm calling to say that if they don't give Rick that Gerber hatchet soon, I'm gonna go freaking nuts because by this time in the comic, he's had the hatchet in full swing. So
5: anyway, love the show. Talk
0: to
3: so I guess that was sent before the finale, and I think right. I think yeah, Rick's gonna mention that. Yeah, I think Rick gets that hatchet moment if if he's. T- I think he he probably literally means the hatchet, but for me, the hatchet is symbolic of Rick, you know, getting his his man back and (laughs) taking out Sophia at the end of the last episode. I think put him on the
2: straight and narrow. Right. This is another tricky gray area to discuss. Um, If memory serves, he gets that hatchet for a very specific reason. You know, this this hasn't happened in the TV show, so.
1: Yeah, you know. he might have met, um, you know, more metaphorical, like you were saying, just because there are those those Gerber tools floating around the set that uh, Carl pulled out of the, the the truck
2: in episode two or whatever. Also, That was still a, that was still a great scene when he did that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> the thing that sticks out to me about the hatchet in the comics, and this could be totally off, it's just kind of like my semi-remembrance of what goes on in the comic. It seemed like they were concerned about noise more in the books. Um,
1: well, there's been a lot of discussion about that recently with the whole farm, not necessarily just in our Facebook group, but I've seen on other forums as well. Um, I don't know that they made a big enough deal that they were driving off the farm for their target practice because a lot of people didn't seem to catch that. Like, all that target practice, except for at the barn right at the end, was not done on the farm or at least not in the same vicinity. They drove there.
2: Right, um, they could have just had one throwaway line. Yeah, like, I, we're, we're driving a couple miles down the road for some target practice or whatever.
1: And, and either they didn't have that or they didn't emphasize it enough. But I, I, being so far out in the middle of nowhere and being where they can see everywhere, everywhere around them, and they have got the swamp and the fences, I, I think they maybe maybe could have done a better job of explaining it. But I, it doesn't bother me so much this season. I don't know, Jordan. You want to do an
3: email or two before we? The rest sure of sure uh
1: the first one we've got is from richard and he says hello walking dead tv podcast my name is richard and i just recently started listening to your podcast i'm now caught up on all the episodes including commentary in your most recent podcast you stated that the walking dead feels like a what if marvel comic i could not agree with you more then you go on to say that you hope some of your favorite moments from the comic are translated to the small screen i'm sorry but this is not going to happen the tv series is shane's show like you said before john Robert Kirkman at a recent Comic-Con, I don't know if it was Seattle or New York, I saw it on your feed, I think he means San Diego, but regardless, stated that the biggest mistake he made with the comic book was killing Shane. At the time, he didn't think that the comic would last past issue 6, so he killed off Shane as a form of closure, but as we all know, the comic is now up to issue 90. I think the TV show is Kirkman's reboot of The Walking Dead as Shane is a protagonist anti-hero. Imagine what things would be like if Shane was alive in issue 90 of the comics, and you can still get an idea of where Kirkman is going with the show. Here are a few ideas Shane blows the, the head off when he first meet, meets him. W survives because Shane is there to protect. Herschel has a heart attack because of the shock of what happened with the walkers in his barn and Maggie Blaine's Glenn destroying their future together. Merle kills the and takes over his territory. Rick never develops the way he did in the comic because Shane is around. My predictions for the season 2 finale of The Walking Dead is that Dale will get the jump on Shane, this time determined to kill Shane, except Dale gets shot in the back and the person who shoots Dale is Andrea protecting Shane. Thank you for reading my email, and I could go on and on about Shane, but I just wanted to give you something to think about. Do what I did and start reading each issue of the comic and insert Shane in there as you know him from the TV show, and you'll start to see some wild stuff start to happen. Your latest fan, Richard. I I like his, uh, his theory about Maybe Andrea shooting Dale to protect Shane—that could be a very interesting twist.
2: That could totally happen in this "what if" version of the of the show.
1: I'm ready for
3: a big shakeup. I'm ready for Dale to get shot or Maggie—you know—something we're totally not expecting.
2: Well, was the Sophia thing not a big enough shakeup for you?
3: Um, you know what? I can't even remember how it was resolved in the comic. So, no. Well, let's, so. let's
1: put it this way. Sophia did not make a big enough impression on me in the show or in the comic for it to make too much of a difference. Whereas one of those adult characters, it could make a difference.
3: Yeah, I, I don't. Um, I don't know. I the Sophia thing. I think I saw it coming, and I don't know. A lot of people said they were shocked, so that's cool. Um, I hope. I hope that was very shocking to most of the audience because that's a great uh, half-season cliffhanger. Then, or well, it's not a cliffhanger. It's a great way to end your. Half season.
1: Our next email is from our buddy Aaron North. Who you can hear on Out Now with Aaron and Abe at hhwld.com. He starts off by saying, in parentheses, "Sorry, these aren't getting any shorter." Hey guys, last episode of the year, I'll try to summarize some of my thoughts. The way the story unfolds here could be referred to as a pot boiler, but I'm going to think of it more as a Shane boiler. This episode seemed very focused on really laying out a lot of stressful elements onto Shane and having him channel his rage into what becomes what I'm calling The Great Zombie Massacre of November 27th, 2011. There are a few main things I want to take note of, but first I will say that I did not I did like the moments between Maggie and, and Glenn, or as he's calling them Team Gaggy, and Daryl and Carol, DC Hillbilly, Hillbilly Universe. Anyway, I really love Dale, but this depiction of him was not the best. I think he needed way more motivation to go to the lengths of hiding the guns, bad move, beyond making grand accusations and being annoyed with Shane's relationship with Andrea. I don't think this was as well as established to Dale's personality as it had been to us, the audience. We know who Shane is, but Dale is going off on a lot of speculation that didn't feel earned, regardless of how tense the scene may have been. I overall came off siding with Shane more than Dale in terms of how this plotline was presented. Now, in a battle of old guy character development, Herschel, on the other hand, has been set up very well in revealing the various shades of his character, and I enjoyed he and Rick's interactions together. It was especially effective to see the walkers in the swamp being handled and witnessing how right Rick truly is about how wrong it is to try to non-lethally handle these creatures. Of course, the ending is where things really took off, and I was honestly upset a bit with the initial outcome, but having since calmed down, I have come to appreciate why it works quite well. Separating myself from the comic, and the annoying foundation, and newfound nitpickery I have, concerning the basis of Sophia's missing storyline. It was a good way to bring that plot to an end, to build it up as if it was excellent, though. With Shane making great points about why Herschel was wrong, I honestly was pretty sure that he was going to die at, the, at this point, given some of the overly dramatic dialogue, which usually signifies that someone's going to die soon. Seriously, I was just waiting for walkers to burst out of the barn and devour Shane. The first shootout was intense. Hey, look, it's T-Dog. Remember him? But the final moment of Rick standing up to take out Sophia is well done, reminiscent to the first scene of the series, of course, as well. Uh, where this is, I'm adding this, but where Rick shot the little girl at the gas station. Maybe some more have been, could have been done with others beyond shock and awe. There were family members in that barn. More emphasis could have been given to Herschel's reactions to some of those deaths. I completely agree. But overall, it was very dark in the way that Walking Dead should be. 4.5 busters. Looking forward to February. Happy to help fill in leading up to it. Final note, as a reader of the comics, Shane's effect on this series is like when Biff stole the sports Almanac and traveled back to the past, creating an alternate timeline. I'm digging it for now. Sophia was never really important in the scheme of things, but poor Carl. So thank you very much, Aaron.
3: Yes, we appreciate Aaron's uh, input, as always. And definitely, if you're a fan of film, you should, besides checking out out now, you should uh, check out Aaron's blogs as well that go up on hhwlod.com and whysoBlue.com. They do tons of reviews, and uh, Aaron gets to see a lot of new films, and, and we always enjoy his input. He and, is an excellent writer. Yep. Let's go with Jimmy in Georgia.
5: Hey guys, this is Jimmy in Georgia. I want to leave a few thoughts about Pretty Much Dead already. Uh, I definitely was glad to see a good, strong mid-season finale. I enjoyed this episode. I thought the ending especially was good um, where Shane goes crazy. You know, the zombies get killed and then little Sophia finally shows up. And I must say, this is one of those times as a comic reader, at least, you know, a lot of them, not all of them, um, I thought she was going to be found alive because she's in the comics later on. So, for once, they surprised us with with a twist like that. So I thought that was really good. And uh, I guess that's pretty much all I want to say. Thanks, guys, for a great podcast. Appreciate it.
3: Bye. Thanks, Jimmy. I
2: it's would, so nice to be a part of something that people enjoy, isn't it? Isn't that just cool? It this is very fun.
3: It's a lot of fun. I wasn't totally blown away by the Sophia death, but, again, I, like, I, I want to see more. I want to see those twists. If the, If it's going
2: to be different than the book, Let's have it be freaking different. Kill somebody big. Do it. You know, know, there were times reading the comic when we weren't actually sure if Rick was going to make it to the next issue. You know, and that's happened more than once. So it just would not surprise me if, you know, we come back from break and they kill a main character off. It just wouldn't surprise me in the the least.
3: There hasn't been any other instances. uh, Well, you know, let's put it this way. Who's died? Jim has died, and that was pretty much dead out of the book.
1: And there was a bunch of other red shirts in the background who died as Amy,
2: well. Amy. Amy died, you know, mm-hmm. same way.
1: Right. right. Jackie sacrificed herself along with Jenner. Neither
2: of those were in the book. Right.
3: So besides people being alive that aren't alive in the books anymore, there really hasn't been too many instances of people dying
2: that didn't die in the book. Right. Otis, Otis died in the book, but a different way. Right.
3: And was around a bit longer, if I remember correctly, right?
2: he was, Yeah, he was.
1: And Carol's husband was not even in the books, if I remember correctly.
2: She she mentioned him briefly, not even by name, but it was in issue four. I can still see the, the panel drawn by Tony Moore of Carol uh, when she mentions that she was in a troubled marriage, but she never um, mentioned the name. And in fact, this reminds me that uh, I read an article where uh, what Kirkman or whoever, the writers, whoever was involved, you know, pulled that one line of dialogue and created the character of Ed for the TV show.
3: And that's great stuff. Like, I love the filling in between the cracks sort of writing. Um, that's really cool. When they could pull something that we know happened and create a whole other story out of it, I'd love to see more of that type of thing.
2: And I think we've seen, you know, a bit of that with these flashbacks that they've given us in Season 2. You know, we didn't get anything. We got one flashback in the comic, if memory serves, and uh, other than, the, you know, how the comic starts with Rick and Shane. Was that know. the
1: beginning of Issue 7, if I remember correctly? Uh,
2: I believe so, yes, sir. Okay. I just want to make sure
1: we're thinking of the same thing.
3: Would you guys like to see more flashbacks in, in general, like a, a lost type of— Let's clip here and see what this person was up to
1: beforehand. Maybe every once cliche, in a while. Too cliché, maybe. That, at that level but not not every episode.
2: Yeah, I don't think I'd need it to be the same way as it was in Lost. I mean, you know, the way they've given it to us now with a couple of couple of flashbacks, Lori, you know, it they're all directly related to to how they got to where they are now. Uh these at least the two flashbacks we've seen uh recent flashbacks anyways. Um I don't think they're necessary. I think they're neat. I think they provide a little bit of insight, but I don't I don't feel the need. You know, they were such an in- integral part of Lost. It was it was almost like you needed those flashbacks to see just how connected all these characters were in in Lost, but you don't need the flashbacks in Walking Dead for that same reason. It's just like gravy on your mashed potatoes, you know. Or sprinkles on your chocolate shake, whichever.
1: Here's you get a, Sprinkles on a chocolate shake in Texas?
2: Yeah, chilies. Interesting.
1: Uh,
3: here's another voicemail which I did not label with the name of the person who it is.
5: Hi guys, this is Ryan from Manchester, New Hampshire. I think it's Ryan. I just want to comment on the latest episode. I thought it was the best one so far, and I just gotta say about Sophia is wow. Did not actually see that coming. I don't know why. I feel kind of stupid now. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty awesome. And the shane just kind of snapping and opening up the barn and going crazy like that was probably the best television I've seen in a long time. Uh, just wanted to give my two cents. Uh, you guys are doing a great job. Keep it up. Thanks. Bye.
2: See, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel stupid at all. To me, that's one of the most pleasant surprises I ever get when I'm watching a show or watching a movie is when I, something happens that I didn't totally see coming. That's what, that's what gets me going, you know? So I wouldn't feel stupid. I would feel blessed that you didn't see that coming because it was awesome.
3: Thank you, Ryan. And here's our last voicemail.
2: Hey
0: guys, Joe Jans. Uh, I have a, uh, walking dead comment and I guess possible conversation starter. Um, the last episode was, uh, phenomenal in my opinion. And, uh, I was thinking, you know, that's like a mid-season uh, finale, but uh, if things were like last year where they only did six episodes and that was it and we had to wait a whole other year, do you guys feel that this last episode was good enough to end the season, not necessarily just uh, halfway through the season? Um, I, I think it did, but uh, just wanted to know what your thoughts were. I mean, Granted, I'm happy that there will be more episodes back in February, but if I had to wait another year, I think I could have left uh, left a good enough taste in my mouth to last me until next Halloween or October. So, anyway, that was it. Uh, keep some good work. Talk to you later.
1: Bye. I don't think it was good enough, or uh, I don't want to say good enough necessarily, but I don't think it would work as a season finale, but it wasn't intended to be, so it doesn't bother me in the least.
2: You know, I call those types of episodes that end either a season or a, like a half season or whatever, I call those Land of the Lost finales because – the very first season of the old TV show Land of the Lost ended as if the the show had ended and there wouldn't be no further episodes of that show. Um, And I kind of see that if this was the very last episode of The Walking Dead, you know, it wasn't a cliffhanger by any means. It was just a shocker. So I think season enders should be cliffhangers and not only shockers you know what i mean so i wouldn't have wanted a season to end like this i want a season to end in a way that makes me go oh my gosh what happens next and and this one didn't make me think oh my gosh what happens next it made me think oh my gosh did they really just do that and and to me that's totally different types of uh, feelings
3: yeah i'm with you i'd i'd rather have the cliffhanger for for a season end there is this can this be thought of as a cliffhanger in any ways? You know, are people really wondering, you know, how
2: Herschel's going to react or? Well, there are some unresolved questions, but I don't know that there are any cliffhangers. You know what I mean? I I don't think all all the unresolved questions that there are, I don't think they deserve the title cliffhanger.
3: No. What interests you... Let's let's talk a little bit about the finale while we're... While, what interests you about what's going to happen next? I was, I was kind of hoping that um, we'd get a little bit more of how Rick and Shane act with each other right after this scene. I'm interested in the, are we going to really have like two camps type of thing from this point on? Or did Rick just jump over to the Shane side to some extent?
1: I actually posted a thread on the Facebook page Asking, you know, if the camp does split, who would you go with? Would you go with Shane? Would you go with Rick? Or even would you stay with Herschel? And there was a lot of interesting discussion there. So, I mean, there's a lot of viewpoints either way for whether people feel safer with Shane, if they still think, you know, Rick is kind of milk toast, or whether they feel safer with Rick because Shane is kind of a homicidal uh, maniac.
3: Let's say I told you that the group was going to split in two. They were actually going to go separate ways. A Shane group and a Rick group, and I don't know that. I'm making this all up, so it's not a spoiler. Um, How how do you think it would break down? Obviously, it would be Rick, Dale, Glenn, I'm thinking, Shane, Andrea,
1: Daryl. I think Shane might go with – Dale might go with Shane just to keep an eye on him and Lori, or him and uh, Andrea. Interesting. And Lori would go on
3: the Rick side, and Glenn – if Glenn and Maggie are a pair –
1: Glenn and Maggie would probably go with Rick.
3: And Carol, do you think would follow Daryl because their names rhyme?
1: Well, I don't think it's because of the rhyme, but she would probably go wherever he goes. And him, I think he's kind of a wild card. He might you even know. That's actually
2: that's actually a you know, Run a DMC line? song. Yeah, thank you. It's actually a line from a Run DMC song.
3: That's actually a line from our closing music. Now that is awesome.
2: <laughs> you know, Carol follows Daryl every gig he plays. Yeah, that is. Oh, that's awesome. That it's
3: interesting. I I don't think they. I don't think they do it. I don't think they do an actual split and kind of show one camp, show the other camp. Maybe they meet up again sometime. But it's interesting to think about how it would break down. I'm Team Shane, by the way.
2: Uh, I'd go Team Rick because I really want to watch him transform into the the Rick I know. I I really want to see it happen. I'd go with uh, Rick as well because I'm a little too close to Otis. (laughs) Come again? Cardio I'm a little
1: too close to Otis's size, let's put it that way. Rule number one, cardio. How about some more emails, <laughs> uh, Mr. from Jersey? Uh, sure, we've got one email left, and this one is from Ellery. Five out of five busters. I loved it. Shane was right. The old man knew the little girl was there all along, risking lives. Man, I can't wait until February. Great show.
3: Very good. So how about as a whole, as we look back at the first half of the season, um, any disappointments? Anything you're hoping for? Predictions?
2: If I'm disappointed in anything, it was the unnecessarily long, drawn-out Sophia line. You know, the payoff was awesome, but I really think it kind of stalled the the mid the middle of of these you know first few episodes. I think it kind of slowed the pace down, and you know, I've I've actually heard some people go, "Eh, you know, I was interested into the show until it just kind of slowed down and you know, I'm not into it anymore. You know, that's always a little disheartening. As a fan of the show, you want people not to leave. But I'm a little disappointed that it was drawn out. That's all.
3: When you look back now, like now that you know the resolution, okay, she was in the barn and they shot her. Like, what is that scene of Daryl hunting around in that house and finding the little bed in the closet and stuff? Like, what? what is that now?
1: that could be one of our, you know, clues into what's going to happen in the second half of the season, finding out what was going on in that house.
3: I mean, I just, you could absolutely be right. I don't see Sophia being a plot point anymore. I don't see them, you know, it seems very cut and dry. She was in the barn. There might be question of, like, whether Herschel knew she was in there or not, but it doesn't look like there's going to be that going on either. I just don't see them revisiting, like, her being on the run and stuff. I...
1: Well, what I'm saying is, if it wasn't her there, they might want to go back and find out who was there. Is it Merle? Is it something completely separate? Um, or maybe they just head out to Fort Benning. I mean, I think I think I, I don't want to speak for all of us, but I know I'm for sure ready, and I know a lot of our listeners are ready for them to get off the farm. Uh, I don't think that means necessarily them getting to the next major uh, major landmark yet, to put it vaguely, but at least get them back on the road. That's what I want to see.
3: Yeah, I mean I guess I'm just looking at that and the whole Cherokee Rose thing and the talks between Carol and Daryl and and it just the way that it resolved itself it seems like that was all wasted time. I mean, a- again, I don't know what they're going to do in the second half. Maybe it's part of the relationship that they dw- that they build between Daryl and Carol, which is hysterical every time I say it now. Um well there uh... was
2: um you know, there was a lot of character like you said, a lot of character building. Character interaction, you know, secrets were revealed, that whole bit. It's not like nothing happened, but, you know, I I feel you. I know what you're saying.
3: And I'm just, just to be clear, I'm pointing out, like, that particular scene. I didn't feel nothing happened, like, the entire first half of the season. I just look at those, you know, I think to myself, why did the Sophia thing drag on? And when you look at all of the time they spent on things like that, you know, it seems, I don't know, crazy now. But we'll see where they take it, I guess. Exactly, where would you got see, I don't think it was as good as season one, but granted this is only a half season, so it could have five great ones in a row in the second half and then be thought of as better than season one. but so far, I think season one I think I enjoyed season one more. What do you guys think? Did you think of that at all huh
2: i I enjoyed them um evenly, I think there was enough good in this season compared to, for me anyway, compared to the first season that that I think they were on the same level.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little bit different. I mean, just the nature of having only six episodes that first season, the storytelling was a bit more compressed, a lot more getting from point A to point B to point C, and then heading back to point A several times. But I don't know that necessarily makes it a better show. You know what I mean? Like, this one was slower this season, certainly, but that doesn't make it worse. It just makes it different. Um, I probably preferred that faster pace of the first season a little more. But again, it's all going to depend on how are they going to pay off things set up in this first half of the season in part two. And without knowing that, I don't really feel comfortable, you know, painting with a broad brush in terms of how I felt about just these first seven episodes.
3: Yeah. My gut is that the second half of the season plays like another season entirely. Like I don't think they're gonna dwell too much on first half stuff, and they they didn't really leave a lot of threads dangling. But uh, but we'll see. I guess it feels like a six episode chunk at a time thing now. You know what I mean? Because the whole first season was six, and then they took a break, and it sounds like they're gonna be taking a break. You know, every every six. I think I read that somewhere for the following season.
1: It would make sense. I mean, you have the holiday season and the Super Bowl at the same time every year, so it just makes sense.
2: Do we know how many episodes? There are going to be total in this second season. Thirteen. Okay. So there yeah, were uh, seven.
1: season normally is thirteen. There were seven, right? Did we have seven? We yeah. had seven and a half, kind of, because the, the season premiere was ninety minutes again. Okay. All right. I keep and saying six, six. I haven't and it heard was about anything about there being an extended. You know, we we don't know yet, but there could be theoretically an extended, uh, season two part two premiere or finale. Uh, that's always an option open to them. So we could have slightly more time than
2: we think.
3: Anything else before we put a bow on the first half of season two?
2: As far as you know, next the second half goes. I I had been scoping out some of the videos on amctv.com, dot com, and there was one in particular where the cast was talking about what's coming in the second half of the season, and um, you know more than more than one of them said that it's it's basically just going to be. Like a downhill thing once that ball starts rolling, it's not gonna stop for the entire second half of the second season. so you know that gives me that gives me hope hearing more than one cast member talk about it you know that way like they're excited about it if they're excited about it, you know I'm gonna be excited about it because they they're involved with it you know if if you hear a cast member go, oh, you know it's gonna be all right, I guess and you know I'd, I'd probably stop watching, but to hear them and not that anybody anybody on the show is gonna not talk like they're excited about it but they just seemed genuine when they said man this is just going to knock your socks off you know like i said more than one of them said that so it's it's uh it's it's making me it's making me excited
1: i've actually got a quote from norman Reedus here about season 2.5 and here's what he says I can say that in the second half, after this hiatus, people are done talking. He explained, it's all kind of firecrackers from here on out. It gets more action-packed. The first part of the season, it gets slow when people have to talk. That's just how it works. I think the writers have done a great job with setting up storylines and explaining them when they need to be explained. Not over-talking and not overthinking it. There are certain things that need to be said to keep the story moving, and I think they've done a great job with it. I know when people watch the show, they go, more zombies, more death. But you have to do a bit of talking. Otherwise, it's Transformers. So second half of the season, firecrackers. Sweet. That's
2: awesome. Yeah, makes me happy.
3: And I think what you said, Brad, about the cast being excited and everything, I mean, we've seen them now, you know, last year's New York Comic Con and, and San Diego and New York again this year. And every time that I see them at a panel or some kind of get-together, they're pretty genuine and, and happy about what's going on. So
2: Yeah, they all just, you know, John Bernthal just constantly – My mom, you know, like I said recently, she loves the show and she watches it. She was talking to me last week or whatever. She goes, "I don't remember what show it was on, but John Bernthal was on some daytime talk show, and I heard him talking about it. He's just acts like he just loves the show and he's so excited about it. And you know, you know, it's not just us that are picking up on that. You know, it's my mom for crying out loud. So it's uh, he's actually, you know, he apparently he's he's excited. He's pretty genuine about it."
3: I guess it's pretty easy to get excited about being on the biggest cable show of all time. (laughs) I mean, which officially it is now. Isn't that right, Jordan? Like, they've officially passed the viewing number or whatever?
1: Yeah, I don't know if it extends to HBO and Showtime, but at least for basic cable, uh, it's the biggest show ever. So, that's awesome.
3: So, we have a hiatus coming up here. Uh, The Walking Dead TV podcast is not going to abandon you completely. We are going to take some weeks off. (laughs) but uh, we're going to be around. Some of the things we have planned, uh, we are setting up an interview with a cast member that hopefully will come through. I'm not going to mention who it might be because uh, these things can fall through. Uh, And we are going to have a real live girl on the show with us, which is very exciting. Um, We're going to have a couple of shows where we're going to spotlight out now with Aaron and Abe. We're going to have Aaron and Abe come on and talk about zombie stuff. So I think they're doing like a best of zombie movies type of show for us, and aren't you doing a commentary track with them, Jordan, for one of the we,
1: classic? We are. I won't spoil which movie it's going to be, but we're going to be recording a commentary for a very well known and well beloved zombie classic. So definitely keep an eye out for that.
3: So we're gonna have that stuff with uh without now. We're going. We're toying with maybe a Zombieland commentary track as well. Um, we're thinking about doing some talking about the comics on the Legion of Dudes show where we'll go over some of the graphic novels and we might run them here as well so people that do enjoy the comics can tune in and, and hear our
1: thoughts about what's going on. And we will fully warn you about any spoilers on that one.
3: Yeah, we'll basically just tell the people that only watch the TV show to leave, um, after we read the sponsorship, of course, and, <laughs> and, and say Hello. Um, And we might even have some other surprises. There are some other things being bandied around. Uh, Brad is involved with them. And uh, who knows? They might make an appearance at some point. We're hoping to get out two shows a month over the 12 weeks that are off here. Um, Give or take maybe one month there might be three shows and the next one there might only be one. But uh, we appreciate everybody that sticks around while the TV show is not airing really helps us out to leave your subscription right where it is and download the shows even if uh, the content doesn't interest you as much. But we promise to make it fun for you. We're going to have a lot of fun mixing it up for these next few
2: months. Have we decided whether or not we're going to do that all haiku show when all we do is speak in 17 syllable sentences?
1: I'm up for it. Hey Brad, I'm not even joking. For one of my law school classes this past semester, yeah. I wrote a haiku involving zombies for a class and got credit for it.
2: Oh, that's awesome. I'm going to yes. start writing walking dead haikus. Hey you... listeners, send us your best walking dead haikus. Let's hear let's hear about it. Let's hear them. Maybe we can figure out something to do with them. Maybe we can make a shirt. Let's let's do that, John. Let's have our listeners send in their best attempts at Walking Dead haikus, and uh, since it's the three of us on this one, uh, we'll just let the three of us pick our favorite haiku, and and we'll put it on a we'll put it on a shirt, and we'll throw it up in the uh, in the shop with our other shirts. What do you think?
3: Sounds good, and I'm and I'm glad you brought up uh, sort see of see what I did there.
2: See how I did that?
3: You're excellent at podcasting. Um, we have you know hang around. Again, in the off-season, hang around the Facebook group. Uh, hang around the Twitter at TV Podcast. We still have cool stuff to give away. Um, we have another signed book from Jordan. We have a Rise of the Governor novel. We have Russ's Season 1 Blu-ray we still have not given away. And I have this Big Mother Volume 1 trade paperback signed by the entire cast that was at uh, New York Comic Con, and Robert Kirkman. So it's like Kirkman, Stephen Yoon, um, Norman Reedus. Uh, All the classics. Yeah, Maggie did not sign it. She ran off. Uh, that's not Laurie Holden. That is uh, Lord, Lauren, Lauren Cohan. She was the only one that I missed on. But everybody else at New York Comic Con signed the book, and uh, we're trying to think of a way to give that away. So pay attention, hang around. And uh, Jordan, you're going to wrap this up for the first half of season two.
1: Yes, sir. You can send us a voicemail at 516-468-7912 or an email, comments at walkingdeadtv.com. Don't forget, you can hear all of our shows on YouTube now, Walking Dead TV Podcast. Also, catch con videos, contests, and more there. Check out hhwlod.com for all of our great shows like Half Hour Weekly, Legion of Dudes, PKD Black Box, and Out Now with Aaron and Abe. Also... Keep an eye out for our less regular shows like Media Minutes and the brand new Tech Dudes podcast. Of course, all these shows can be found on Facebook as well. Check out forumforgeeks.com for the Walking Dead podcast network. And you can follow us on Twitter at WDTVpodcast and at HHWLOD underscore network. So until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember, just because there aren't new episodes of The Walking Dead till February doesn't mean there won't be tons of new content here on this podcast feed. So, check back early and often for tons of great new shows. And have a good week. Good night. See ya.
2: girl Carol follows every gig we play. i I'm on TV. They even bother my cuz he's down with me. Sorry about that mic noise, I just hit that. Okay and uh if this is your first time to use this hold on one uh, second
3: hold on i'm sorry Brad. who's jingling like a beer yeah, bottle yeah. is yeah,
1: there a bird who's throwing around like nuts and bolts
2: that's my dog
1: <laughs>
2: i'm i'm in the i'm in the the office and uh i let the dog in cuz it's cold and rainy outside and he's in his kennel and he's uh he's taking a drink hank <laughs>
1: So, when it's my turn to bring a noisy pet, do I have to just have my sister in the background, like, taking glutes? Please, don't
3: don't let your sister listen to these bloopers after that comment. (laughs) Let
1: me
5: get down
2: here. Brad, is your
3: dog a cow, by any (laughs) chance?
2: (laughs) I'm sorry, buddy. I know you're thirsty, but I'm going to take this out, okay? So, you're going to have to just, okay, you just have to relax a little bit, okay? Can you wait 45 minutes? All right, that's great. Okay, what was I saying? I have no idea.
1: Uh, we talked about a hundred issues. Oh, uh, I know, you a heart I know, attack, yeah. and then you started saying something. I got it. Guys, my doorbell just rang, I'll be right back, sorry. Get the
2: doorbell, Jordan. Door Jordan has friends? He didn't say it was a friend, he said it was a doorbell. That's true. That picture he sent of him looking like Bane, that was completely scary.
1: <laughs> you didn't saw that you didn't see that one?
2: No, I saw it when he sent it.
1: Um back, sorry about that. It's quite alright.
2: Was it a Mormon?
1: No, no, it's my aunt. She's uh, staying over tonight.
3: Oh, okay. Ha! I knew he didn't have friends. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I'm Going out to hang up <laughs> with them later, but um...
3: <laughs> you missed it, Brad. You said you were getting the door, and Brad said Jordan has friends, and I said he didn't say it was his friends. Said he said he said the doorbell
1: rang. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I've actually got a quote from Norman right, Norman Reedus right here. From
2: uh, I've actually
1: got a quote from Norman.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're trying to make a team out of his first and last names. <laughs>
3: I guess it's pretty easy to be excited about being on the biggest cable vision, uh, cable vision, the biggest cable television show of all time.
1: The biggest Univision show of all time.
3: Actually, my, my cable provider is Cablevision, so it wasn't ah. completely. <laughs> it was only semi. Let's start that over.
2: Let's have the listener. This is spontaneity. This is spontaneity in action, people. Let's have uh, listeners send in their favorite. Or edit. <laughs> ba-doop, ba-doop. Here we go That's what happens
1: when you try spontaneity, Brad uh, Exactly John, can you keep recording for like 10 seconds after I do the liner Because I'm going to read my haiku as well Yes I want to throw that in the bloopers If the dead come back, many legal headaches ensue Headshot them next time
3: I, I have a zombie haiku as well uh, uh, The dead walk the earth Justin Bieber's fault somehow What a pretty girl <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's
5: genius.
2: It wins, that's for sure. (laughs) I said goodnight, but my mic was off.
5: (laughs) You said goodnight, but your brain was off.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well.